And if it has mm-hmm. the word Kyosho on it, I'll definitely buy it for uh, you. Yeah, that, that's a gimme. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello! Welcome to the RC Roundtable Ooh. episode. Ooh. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> we're being at not. the moon, Fitz? <laughs> Got your attention, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Episode 146 of the RC Roundtable. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I am Fitz Walker, and howling with me is Terry Dunn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopes people's dogs are going crazy at the moment. <laughs> and Lee, are you a howler? Uh, no, I'm, I'm done. I did my one howl. Okay. <laughs> Happy to be here, Fitz. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, this is a... Uh, uh, we're not as prepared as we normally are, so we're what? just going to have to wing it. We're prepared exactly as we are. Yeah, well, I was say, we're this, exactly the same amount <laughs> prepared. Nothing's changed. That's a good old, point. <laughs> What's if less we, than zero? If we are really prepared, then worry. <laughs> the apocalypse is coming. Yeah. All right. So, what's up on the agenda for today? I don't know. Nothing. Okay. You well, you went to a, a swap show. meet. You went to a swap meet recently. Yes, Tell us I all did. About it. Last weekend, I went to the Georgetown Aero Modelers something. There's another A. I don't know what do, it means. Do you know where you went? Uh, <laughs> I went to some place that, that was somewhere. As they say, no matter where you go, there you are. Were the walls squishy and soft? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they gave me jello. Uh, so I went to the Gamma Swap Meet, uh, which is an annual event, uh, except for one year, but we don't talk about that. Uh, so it was always, it's a neat swap meet just north of Austin, Texas for those people. <laughs> You're ending fun. everything with a question mark. Don't you know where you were? I, uh, Austin, I Texas. Planet. You come, your inflection goes down. Austin, Texas. You're sure where you are. It was in Texas? Near, it's near in Round America? Rock. America? It's near Round Rock. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually went to Round Rock. Exactly. Yeah. Go. So, uh, if you're people who are not from Texas, it's near Austin, just north of Austin which is just a th- roughly three-hour drive from both Houston and Dallas, if I remember correctly. So anyway, it's a nice event. It's a one, no, it's two days. Uh, normally, just I do a day trip. But uh, With your buddy pal, Lee. With your buddy Lee. With Lee, yes. But you, you renege. You, you, I don't know you anymore. I, oh, you passed it up. Makes me sad. I, I had family stuff. But last uh, year, we took, we took Kirk Jensen with us. Shoved him in the car. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about or, that. Or it was two years ago, because last year I think yeah. it was canceled. Sorry about that. So the yeah. last time we went, we, we shoved Kirk in the yes. So this time was a little different than I was there both days. Normally we'd make a day trip on Saturday, Saturday morning. It runs Friday and Saturday, but uh, I was offered to share a room with our old buddy Richard. And so I ended up going up Friday, and I had some stuff to sell too. So I thought, yeah, well, why not? Spend an extra day, get away from work for a little bit, and uh, see what it's like uh, to do both days. And Friday was interesting because it, it it started out pretty busy, and then it just went dead for the rest of the day for the most part. Kind of really? picked up a little bit around, you know, what, 4 or 5 o'clock, um, but it was fairly quiet. As far as 
visitor. The tables are generally sold out, even on Friday. They had a lot of, a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff you could buy and sell. I saw some good deals going in and out, and people come up with trailers and stuff. So there was a lot of deals to be had. There was overflow out and into the parking lot. Some people were setting up, doing their trailers. What do you want to call it? Uh, tailgate selling, literally, of their pickup trucks. So selling tailgates. And tailgates and airplanes, but mostly airplanes. Well, right. Vince, didn't you tell me that like, the moment you were walking or bringing stuff in, you were selling stuff out of your hands? Uh, no, I, thought, I don't think so. I thought you mentioned that someone was talking to you in the parking lot while you are walking stuff to the table. Because <laughs> that's happened. Oh, yeah, that's happened, yes. I, I know that happened to a few people there. They didn't make it to the door. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why uh, Richard likes to go there on Fridays because usually you can find some, you can snag up some good deals. I think he did. He snagged up snagging a couple of different things. Uh, so, and there was some nice stuff there. Some, uh, you know, the usual cadre of built planes, kits, odd, oddball stuff. And there's a few things. Um, I was good. I really didn't buy much of anything, just a few niblets and one little tiny kit. Then you were uh, bad, very bad, bad fits. No, no, no. No, hey, I ended up with less stuff than I went with, so I consider that a win. I I just have to add that I love that Fitz sold something of mine for more money than I asked for. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I gave I gave him the difference. (laughs) Just I was like shocked. I said, "Well, that's awesome." There was a miscommunication. I thought it was a different price, but (laughs) the guy wanted it and liked it. So let's do that again, (laughs) shall we? Although technically, I traded one plane for another, but I haven't gotten the other one yet. Uh, so we'll see what I get. It's a local person, so it wasn't a big deal. It's like we'll work it out later. Uh, but it was still pretty nice. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, it was interesting. One of the planes I was selling, uh, I have a something called a Mini Mamba. It's a little high wing, very old, kind of old classic design maybe from the 60s or 70s with a Norvell engine in it. I flew it a few times, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. It just was sort of too sedate for my taste. And this guy walks up and goes, hey, wait a minute. And he starts looking at it. He goes, this is my plane. I sold this plane here like <laughs> five or six years ago. <laughs> well, and at one point he was really considering buying it back, actually. Did he sell it to you or had it gone through other hands? It had gone through other hands. Interesting. Uh, but he was ex- I don't think he ever flew it. Uh, he he apparently built it, and and was seen to be particularly interested. And I had flown it a few times. He was asking me questions about how it flew and that kind of stuff. Such that I was thinking, did he actually ever fly this plane? <laughs> uh, so, but apparently, I got through a couple of different hands because I got it somewhere else. Um, Actually, Richard was at another swap meet, and he saw it, and he sent me a picture, and I said, hey, you interested in this? And I said, yeah. Uh, but I don't think it was this swap meet. I think it was another one. So it, it's, it got around. Uh, ultimately, somebody else ended up buying it, which is fine, but uh, I thought that was interesting. Okay. So what else? What's Lee's plane that you sold? I don't even know what it's called. A little pusher thing. <laughs> was it Lee? I don't have the episode here, but I mentioned this terrible, awful, terrible, 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 awful beginner plane. It was a pusher, a little foamy that Horizon Hobby had. And Sound I like Charles had a Berkeley. weird name. 
Yeah. It, yeah it was I, terrible. I'm not going to sit here and look it up. It's not worth the time and effort. But it, it was never a good plane. I didn't like it. Uh, so I ended up changing some of the gear, though, in it and put a new prop and tried to get it to fly. And it worked okay in the, in the cul-de-sac, but it just sat on the shelf. So I asked Fitz to get me 20 bucks for it, and he got me 30 <laughs> So Yeah. <laughs> sucker! <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, Fitz, one plane you didn't mention, which I thought was, uh, you shared a photo, was that twin Piper Cub. Oh, yeah. There was not, a- my, not my twin Piper Cub, but like the uh, the twin Cub that was made many, many years ago out of two full-scale pipe, Piper Cubs. Yes, I was told there was a story behind it. This was a, a, a gentleman was ferrying equipment or something or supplies somewhere, and he had two Cubs, but it only had him as a pilot. He didn't have another pilot. So I guess I guess after a few too many beers, he said, "Hey, wait a minute, got this chainsaw." Yeah, I got a chainsaw, some duct tape. Why don't I just put two fuselages together, and then I can have twice the load carrying capacity and only need one pilot. And so, thus was born the Twin Cub. And so somebody made a uh, RC model of it. It was not very big. I don't know what kits they used. Uh, and it was interesting that it was also covered with like silk span or tissue paper or something. Uh, it was electric. I think it had basically 05 can motors in it. Uh, and the props overlapped, and they were really, really close. <laughs> yeah, like the tips of one prop almost touched the, the shaft of the other prop. Yeah. If the motors moved any as much as, you know, uh, just a few degrees or something in their mouths, it probably would hit the props. It was really, really close. Oh, it was, yeah, I was like, uh, I would have loved to hear the sound of it when it was running. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had- I don't know the physics of that, but intuitively, I think you're giving up a lot of efficiency there. Yeah, at least for the prop that's behind the other prop, yeah. at least half of it. It doesn't sound like a very efficient setup, but if it works, if it's crazy and it works, it's not so crazy, I guess. I guess so. Uh, so it was, I was kind of half interested in it, but the model had had seen a pretty rough life. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, no, I'll pass. But it was just interesting to see that. You guys know I would have taken that home, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would have. Well, I did I did a little quick uh, look uh, online, and if you go type in Wagner Twin Cub, I think it's it says here 1952, wow. uh, you can see some photos of this thing. I still think my Twin Cub's better, but well, <laughs> enough about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the neat thing about these swap meets, is the really goofy stuff you've seen, uh, you see there. I mean, it's, uh, you've seen a lot of normal stuff, but... Uh, one guy had a ducted fan scramjet. I didn't know they made a model of it, but it was some company made a foamy wedge-shaped thing that I was really, really tempted to, to buy because it was really cheap. But as, like I said, I was trying to be good. Uh, uh, so you're if... you're not considering the alternatives here. If it's only if it's a good price, then you invest in the show so that we have something cool to talk about. I'm talking about it now, but it's not in your hands. You're not touching no. it. <laughs> I got plenty of other models to touch. And I've justified that to myself countless times that, oh, I can write an article about this or I can use this in my column, make a video about this when I knew it was something I didn't really need. But, you know, <laughs> you, you got to search for the angle. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just trying I, to. I expect better from you. Uh, okay, next swap me. I'll buy something completely superfluous and take it home. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. something that if. If you pass it the first time, fine. But if you come back to that table and start scratching your chin, just buy it. 
Just buy it. <laughs> just buy it. I'll use that as a metric. <laughs> my inner Terry is telling me to buy this. <laughs> so is the Terry on my cell phone. Yeah. That's what, we just carry Terry along. We will live <laughs> FaceTime. <laughs> That's what you do. Buy that? Oh, yeah. Get one of those. Now, I did see something that I found curious. There was at least two different people that came in and just bought up a whole bunch of kits from people. Okay. And so I'm guessing the resale value of these kits must be really good because they just would have come in, swoop in, and says, you know, a gentleman may have a dozen or so kits on a table. You know, these people come in and say, okay, I'll take them all for some price and just load them all up and gone. Are we talking literal kits? Yeah, kit kits. Not okay. ours, just old old school balsa wood, box of wood and stuff. Yeah. It's like, interesting. Uh, I mean, we got a local guy who knows is doing that, but this was an, an, at least one or two other guys came in and did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, so I see like, stuff go for pretty crazy prices sometimes. Yeah. I, I think, though, I don't think it's universal. You probably can't just sell any kit easily, mm. but... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there that people are after. Yeah, you look on eBay. Some of these kits go for really good prices. Yeah. I talked to one guy. He had, he said it was a, I think it was a top flight Bonanza with Mm -hmm. a cockpit kit. And he said he saw one go on eBay for quite a bit more money than you think one would have gone for. Wow. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So I think in a little while we're going to actually talk about spending a lot of money on a kit, aren't we, Lee? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. That's a good segue. Okay, anyway, so what did you buy, Fitz? Uh, Not a whole, let's see what I got here. So, uh, I, I, like I needed more holes in the head, I bought two more 049s. Okay, that's all right. But 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 these were different. These were neat. These were the I guess the baby bee with the new uh, Venturi throttles backplates that you can get. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm doing a good job describing them, but there's these. Um, you can take a regular Black Widow or Baby Bee Cox engine and attach it to this backplate, and it's got a little periscope looking thing on the back. That's an intake. And at the end is a machined aluminum carburetor and throttle. Oh. It's actually really neat. And the guy had two of them for a really good price. And I said, hey, man, that's that's pretty neat. I don't have any of these. I'm curious how they, well they run. So so is it a firewall mount or a beam mount? It's a firewall mount. Okay. And then that's an aftermarket thing? Yes. If you go to um, Cox Engines International, you can see them okay, there. Okay. Yeah. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. It's Bernie's site. Bernie was a guest on our show some time ago. Look it up. Uh, he runs Cox Models International, like in Canada. Uh, and so I see these, and they're generally not all that cheap. So when a guy saw the price, it's like, oh, yeah. And the engines look brand new, or at least very lightly used. Cool. And they still use glow heads? Yeah, yeah, just regular Cox engines. It's just that okay. the intake is different, that's all. Huh. And it has, like, RC throttle on it? Yeah, it looks just like a carburetor throttle that you'd see like in an OS engine or something. A little simplified, but still has a little lever on it and a Venturi and a, 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 a 
we call it a, the adjustable opening. Oh, all right. Kind of oh, like right. a converter? No catalytic converter. No exhaust. Oh. Muffler. Oh, this is before 1970. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, these throttles are new. They were made recently. They're contemporary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Do you have plans for either one of them? Well, I've been itching to build a twin, 049 oh. plane of some sort, so this <laughs> might be a good candidate. Yeah, okay. I've had a twin 049 before, but didn't have throttles. So I think and one with throttles I thought would be pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I picked up a little Dare Key 61 Tony kit. Of course you did. Yeah. How little is little? Eh, I don't know, 20-something inch wingspan. Is it meant for RC? It's. I think it's designed for rubber power, and you can RC it without too much trouble. Okay. Uh, a Pat Triddle design, I, I presume? Was that? I assume that's designed by Pat Triddle? I believe so, but I have to check the box. I don't yeah, he does most of the stuff. I imagine it was. Yeah. yeah, I think he does pretty much all their stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, does or Again, did. it was kind of neat. Good good price. The guy came up. I think Lee, that gentleman that had the, uh, his father had the hobby shop, um, was there. We saw at Roundtop. Um, yeah, and he had a lot of neat stuff. He had a radial engine, some oddball radial engine. That was kind of neat, but he wouldn't dare run because it's such an oddball thing that he'd never get parts for it. Yeah. And a rotary engine and a few other odds and ends. Wait, did you say rotary? Uh, yeah, like a, not rotary, like a, a Winkle. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Ish kind of thing. That kind of rotary. Gotcha. And I, I found, I, I think I finally found some replacement wheels for my Sonier. Okay. This guy oh. had. Spoke? Spoke wheels? Actual metal spoke Good. wheels. Good. Yeah, that's that's what you needed. Yeah, he said they were some converted carriage wheels or something. And they're just right about the same size as my Sonier. But instead of the plastic ones the Sonier had, which are prone to, to breaking, these is heavy-duty metal with rubber outside. So I was like, yeah, all right. And he like wanted almost nothing for them. So oh. I was like, yeah, shut up and take my money. And weight's not an issue? Uh, I think they're a little heavier, but that Sonier is it needs a nose weight anyway, so it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, are you going to keep it as bare spokes, or are you going to cover it up? Uh, I, I'm going to keep them as bare. Sp- well, it's funny because one is bare and one is covered. I think the cover p- cracked off for one of them or something. So, okay. Um, I might make it bare actually. I'll check, mm. I'll check some photos and see what the typical Sonier looks like. Yeah. Go from All there, right. but. Uh, and I think that was it. I'm having a hard time thinking of anything else I bought. I don't think I... Oh, I bought a... Some guy was selling a whole bunch of fiberglass cloth for cheap, so I picked up a package yeah, for some okay. stuff. Um, but I think that was it. I can't think of anything else I bought. Um, so If I did, you, it wasn't significant. You talked about the crowd on Friday thinned out, right? But how was yeah. Saturday? Saturday was, is noticeably better. It was pretty okay. consistent through the day, uh, and it was a better, uh, noticeably better showing. There was a few more vendors that showed up, or a few more sellers, that is, that weren't wow. there Friday, which is ex- expected, and the crowds were a little, little more as well and more consistent. So, yeah. All right, good. And did you sell much? Uh, I sold a few things. Um, uh, not a whole lot. I sold what three planes, 
so the Mamba I mentioned. Oh, I had one plane I basically just gave away. Um, it was a, it was a beat up Beaver, one of the electric ones. I don't think it was E Flight. It may have been Park Zone or something. Um, it had a couple servos in it, but the airframe was just messed up. Some guy bought something and he was interested in it. And I was like, I had a, like a dollar on it. <laughs> and I just gave it to the guy. I said, here, just take it. You're buying something. I, I sold some fuel. I bought some fuel with me and sold a bunch of fuel. Uh, I sold one of my 3D printed planes. Well, sold, but I didn't put much money on it. Some guy and his kids were interested in it. Yeah, so it was really worth just the, the servos in it and you get the airframe for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was, he was curious and I showed him a picture of it flying and he was all excited. And I got, Lee, I got rid of the big zero. <gasps> the big, big zero? The big, big zero. Yes. Like big electric one. Your electric one? Yeah. But it, was, it was beat up. Well, I, had, I stripped the motor out of it and power system. So we just had, uh, just the airframe and some servos. Um, how big was that thing? Like 80 inch? 80 inch. Yeah, I needed the space. They had gotten damaged on landing, so I needed to rebuild the firewall anyways. And I was like, I really need the space. And I got another big Japanese plane anyways I can get ready. So, Didn't you have a like a weird vibration coming out of that thing? Uh, the cowl kind of vibrated a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And I cut up the, cut the cowl so I can put the batteries in. It flew really good, but I had, I had my fun with it. I, I, needed, I needed the space. <laughs> and I wasn't flying it and didn't have the gumption to repair it, so... I brought it there, put a cheap price on it. Some guy bought it. Oh, all right. So it really was worth it just for the retracts, <laughs> the price I put on it. Um, but he had, it's interesting. He was, he was asking about, so will it fly for grass? You think I could fly it at round top? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was like, interesting. So he's a, I think he's in Houston. So I, I may, he may ping me for some guidance on getting it back together. And he seemed interested in flying it as electric too. Oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that was it. I don't think. And, oh, I had one other plane. I had a an old, old, old um, Banana Hobbies F twenty two twin ducted fan jet that I was like mostly, basically new in a box, but I didn't have the original box. And that's the one I traded with somebody uh, for something as yet. <laughs> okay. It was very helpful. <laughs> well, should I tell who it was? or uh, It's up to you. You can be as mysterious know. as you'd like. I'll be mysterious, but let's say w- Lee knows who he is. It was like vague with a capital V, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that because, I don't know, we'll work on something out. But at least I didn't go home with it and I got some more space. Again. Temporarily. Well, yeah, space that'll be immediately replaced with another something. Well, you said you traded it, so... Is the thing you traded for much smaller? I don't know. I don't know what I traded for yet. Oh. <laughs> Spin the wheel. <laughs> it, no, it was his idea. He says, hey, you want to trade your jet for something? And I was like, eh, okay. Nobody's really beans, looking at it. These magic beans. He sends you a toaster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, we know. Both Lee and I know him very, very well. So uh, he's good for it. And we'll work it Does out it later. start with the letter T? No. Oh, then I don't know who it is. <laughs> That's no. all I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Do I, oh, is it S? Is it S? What? Is the person's name start with S? No. 
Okay, because there's the two people I saw there in the video that you did, uh, your live show. It, so. it starts with a W. Okay, I know that guy then. Okay, yes. <laughs> and it's a big plane? He doesn't well, know. Oh. I don't know. Just just make sure it's not wet. <laughs> 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 and I'll leave it at that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> right, so for anybody who's never been to that swap All right, meet. Well, anyways, that's enough of me rambling on about the Gamma Swap meet. I'm trying uh, to ask you still, questions. What? More? So, well, not plain questions, more generic swap meet questions. How does that yeah. one work? You, If you want to sell, you rent a table. But if you want to buy, is there a charge for that? Uh, yeah, I believe there is an entry fee. Yes, if you want to buy it, some I don't know five ten bucks to get in the building. Okay. And but you if you're a, selling, that covers your entry as well. The table fee covers no, your entry. No, it didn't. Which I was surprised. I bought the tables, which aren't that that expensive. But uh-huh. when I got there to to say to reclaim my tables, he goes, "Oh yeah, you need to sign up for an entry fee." I'm like, huh? But I bought tables. He goes, "Oh, there's not included." Okay, fine. Hmm. All right. And this but, is uh, in Georgetown. Texas, is that what you said? Yes, Georgetown, Texas, not Georgetown, the other Georgetown. <laughs> Virginia? Is that where that yeah, is? That's yeah, that's it. I yeah, think okay. so, yes. Yeah, no, no no Civil War battles were fought here, as far as I know. <laughs> uh, so, but it's, still, it's a swap meet I look forward to going to every year. Um, I think Scobie here is having one coming up fairly soon. And as uh, Richard was telling me about, uh, the Weatherford one is coming up, but it's not in Weatherford anymore, and it may not even be called the Weatherford Swap Meet anymore. The Swap Meet, formerly known as the Weatherford Swap Meet, is coming up sometime. We we'll have to look it up. Well, I did oh. look on Bayou City Flyers. I did not see the SCOBY flyer or event posted, so I'll hmm. try to get that information. Uh, but we always put the flyer on our RC Roundtable Facebook page, so look for that. I will tell you that coming up this Sunday, and I'll I'll go for you fits <laughs> and i'll bring terry in my pocket with my phone and he can live watch but the swap meet at randy's hobbies in the parking lot is sunday oh this is sunday yeah oh, i didn't have it on my calendar am i in your front pocket or your back pocket i'll put you in my back pocket <laughs> i can't decide which one's worse yeah. i'll i'll see if there's some odd looking planes that i look at twice and shake my you know scratch my chin and <laughs> okay. i'll I'll call you up and say, there's this, there's this chin-scratching plane I can't keep my eyes off. Yeah. Should I buy it? <laughs> and if it has mm-hmm. the word Kyosho on it, I'll definitely buy it for oh, you. Yeah, that, that's a gimme. Okay, well, are there any other Texas events you guys want to talk about? I do. Go for it. Fitz, I don't think we talked on the podcast about our little trip to SCOBY two weeks ago. Oh, no, I don't think we did. The last podcast was all all the professor. All the profe- so. <laughs> the professor episode. Yeah, the professor and not Marianne. <laughs> it was just the professor. Just the professor. <laughs> the professor and uh, that's it. The rest. So, yeah, we had a interesting day at Scobie Field a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, I brought out my little Cox Cessna 150 that I paid way too much for at a <laughs> sale. But I just, it was a lot of fun to put together. I cleaned it up. I thought, I mean, I took all the decals off because they were destroyed. But you, if you looked at the plane, Vitch, it was really in good shape, right? Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. than lack of decals, it looked pretty good. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you guys see that there was a PT-19 for sale on Facebook 
just a day or two ago for like 75 bucks. <laughs> no. Terrible. What'd you tell us? How does he do that? <laughs> yeah, it's like the magic. Well, the I don't know how long it was there when I saw it, but um, there were like 30 comments on there and everybody just talking about how they had one. And I assume somebody bought it because that's a pretty good price for an airworthy one. It looked to be in decent shape. So anyway, go well, ahead, Lee. Well, but what was the price? 75 bucks. Oh, this one's 160 I just, yeah, I know. You I just overpaid. I, I, no, 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 mine wasn't 160 I'm saying the, the PT-19 I'm, I just found on Marketplace is definitely not the one you were finding. Oh, so. oh while I was talking, you'd, <laughs> well, other people on that thread were saying he was underpriced and he could get more money, so maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. Yeah. I, I understand it depends it on what version PT-19. I think the newer ones are not esteemed as valuable as the older ones from like the 70s maybe but i mean even the newer ones they made them into the 90s right so they're going to be 20 mm. something years old yeah that's true anyway we need to, this is tony's arena we're, yeah we're just know. flapping our Cause, gums because they varied colors too i think there's different colors one yeah when i bought mine i talked to tony he's like oh yeah and then this year they changed to the red pilot in the back and this windscreen and <laughs> I'm like oh wow this is a lot deeper than i ever knew so, so anyways anyway. This one has 800 rivets. The one after that had 805. <laughs> well, we took the little, uh, it, it hadn't flown it before. I had run the engine at the house successfully and went out there. Fitz and I were going out there to take some photos for a review and got to the circle. There's two you uh, control or control line circles out there at SCOBY, and there was already a group. Uh, occupying. Uh, however, I do want to do a shout out for those guys that were over there. Uh, when we first got there and started working on the engine, and this was before Fitz arrived, uh, one of the guys came over and started talking to us. I, I did not get his name, but he was like, hey, if you need any help, you know, if we have tools or something you need, you know, let us know. We'd be happy to help you. And I, I was very gracious, but yeah. figured I had everything I needed, especially when Fitz showed up. <laughs> that, was, that was my main tool. <laughs> hey, do you guys have a and, spare Fitz laying around? <laughs> so, <laughs> So it it was, for some reason, it was a struggle to get this engine running again. It ran great at the house. I mean, there was no issues. I think it, after two turns, that thing started up and ran fine. But when we were out there, it must have been some junk in the line or, or stuff like that. But uh, after a lot of spinning and a broken prop, because <laughs> as soon as as soon as you were like, you were flipping and that prop broke off, um, we we were lucky to find another prop. In fact, Austin, this is a great story. Austin received a box of Cox engines and parts from his high school. They had a teacher there many years ago who was going to do a project with kids and had been sitting on a shelf for years. And his current teacher, science, uh, I say maybe it was just robotics teacher, just gave it to him. Huh. And he just, we happened to have it in the car because we wanted to show fit. So just by chance, they were the right props for what we needed. So we changed out our prop. Uh, we got it wait, running. Wait. You oh, should I'm mention sorry, but there's about more. the prop. Oh, okay. You go ahead, Fitz. You you add oh. that detail. Well, well, just that this was really weird trying to start this thing because it has a backward spinning prop. It's got a uh, it's a tractor configuration, but it's got a pusher prop, so the engine spins clockwise. Clockwise, and I know why they did that. That's for the P factor to keep tension line. But it's weird trying to start this thing for for, for the first few flips because you you wanted to flip it in the opposite direction. So it was, it was really bizarre, and uh, uh, and we found out another issue. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later with the prop. Why we broke a couple of props? Oh yeah, well, there's ahead. no spring start on there. 
Well, Bing, yes, there bingo. was. <laughs> he, he nailed there it. Was a, there was a spring start, and one of the props broke after a flight. We're like, that's odd. Why would it? Maybe just a very old props or something. And then I think it was actually your son, uh, Lee, that mentioned, said, hey, wait a minute. Is that is the spring hitting the back of the prop? No, I think and he just said behold, the prop was broken, and you realized that the spring was sticking out too far. Uh, okay, uh, I guess, anyways, yeah, whoever realized it, the spring was sticking up too far and hitting the back of the prop. So as it's running, it's basically engraving itself and digging a trench <laughs> into the prop. It, it was pretty bad. Yeah, oh. it was pretty bad. And yeah, so, and we decided not to fly with it, so we replaced that. We had extra props, so uh, I, yeah. I had my toolbox with me, so it was no big deal. We changed the prop and Fitz bent the wire back. But let's go back a, a, a few minutes before that. Uh Fitz got the engine running, and I have not flown a control line model for 40 years. Really? That was Probably, the first one in 40 years? Yeah. I mean, wow. the, I, and here, the, the bring the violin music. The sad story is the last time I flew with my dad with his Sig Twister, his favorite control line aircraft, it, he'd flown it so often that basically he had fuel-soaked the, the firewall. And so I make a couple of spins in the circle, and I think... This may have been the first time my dad was not in the circle with me, too. You know, this was his pride and joy. It was a great flying plane. So I was in the circle by myself. And uh, I, he goes, you know, go ahead and do an uh, uh, over, uh, what they call, fl- overhead flyover. Oh, gosh, why am I? Wing over? A wing over, yeah. Sorry, gosh. And I started to lift it up. And as soon as the nose went up, the engine disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it just flew away. And I was crushed it just made me sad maybe that's why i didn't want to like get back into it the best part though was my dad was just such you know he's like hey son you know the plane was old you know you flew it great up into that point <laughs> so um you know <laughs> put, put a point the engine flew up <laughs> right right to the point where the yeah uh so yeah i uh i was pleasantly uh, actually i was very excited on how well the flight went we have the video on our facebook page uh i actually edited it down because it was quite a long flight and I just want to say I did not fall down. I did not throw up. And I was able to walk back out of the circle in a straight line. And to me, that was the success. I mean, the plane flew. And you know what? I think you said it too, Fitz. This little Cessna 150. And I got it because it was a high wing plane. And I wanted something that was very simple. And it flew fast. That was one thing people commented on. I was like, that that was just so quick going around the circles. And I had a 35 foot line on it. And I, I didn't really feel sick at all, but it was so stable. It was just a breeze to fly. And so I got, I don't know, 30, 40 spins out of it and had a nice landing. The <laughs> right, like two turns before the engine quit, the nose wheel fell off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the nose gear, excuse me. So the whole little, it's a little wedged. You know, mount that goes in there. Yeah, the steps in. Yeah, so it was not a big deal. But I landed. I mean, it looked the landing looked great. You would have never known. And we just showed that sucker back in. Uh, Fitz had a flight on it, and I think that was just half a tank, right, Fitz? So you didn't fly as long as I did. Yeah, yeah, you had the longest flight I think of anybody. And I think you admitted it was easy to fly, right? Yeah, it was, and it was. Yeah, it was generally pretty easy. I thought the elevator was maybe a little bit not sensitive, but. Uh, uh, no, never mind. No, it was it was easy to fly plane. I had a good time. So uh, after that, we had, uh, I don't know if we'd broke another prop. I think we may have had broken another prop. Then Austin had his hand at it. And for some reason, the engine quit pretty early in his flights, maybe like three spins. And the engine quit. And he we landed it. It wasn't too bad. And he didn't want to fly again. So we got Ryan 
on the control and we started it up and as soon as he made the half circle the engine quit but he had it way too high when he lifted off that plane was nose up on the other side and, and the wind was it was already coming downwind and he uh he crashed it <laughs> <laughs> and it's repairable. The rudder broke uh, in a place. So I think I can fix that. We were actually, you know, talking on the way out about maybe I could scan this and, and CAD a 3D printed replacement for it. Uh, but the engine seemed fine. So really the only thing I need to do is invest in more props. That's <laughs> definitely the part that I'm using the most. But I just want to say that was a lot of fun. Fitz, thank you so much for coming out there and, and making it happen. And as I posted in the the facebook page it was 99 percent nostalgia level achieved um, so it was it was a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to uh, of course in under snowmageddon for terry to to get his plane videotaped and spun around in a couple of circles yeah wait what's the for, challenge for you to fly your control line oh get a, well, get you a video of it well yeah when there's not feet of snow on the ground I can that's what that. i said after snowmageddon so okay so lee we need to go out again because i have Two or three 049 control line planes that I've never flown. I'd like to get up in the air and just let's try them out. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, uh, let me know when you want to get that done so I can make the repairs. And oh my gosh, <laughs> I gotta I gotta add this. Uh, I I have glow planes, and Fitz and I went to small. I brought my Kyosho Cardinal with an OS fifteen, a diehard OS fifteen that mm. runs great. I have my four-stroke Sato on this little Trader 40 that I love, and it just loves the sound of it. But this was the oiliest, dirtiest plane after we flew. <laughs> it was that white turned black, and it was just crud all down the fuselage. Welcome I mean, it was to just four nine flying. <laughs> It was dripping in caster. So it was like, I mean, the smell was great. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I remember the smell. But, oh, my God, that thing was just, just it was just, I had uh, tape. I had put gaff tape to hold the front end on because one of my rubber bands quit. And they just fell off. <laughs> I mean, and so we, so Fitz helped me put a cable tie on. Uh, but that that just made me laugh because it was like, oh, yep, now, now it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Especially when the engine was just being a pain in the butt for a while. Yeah, it's just so weird. It it ran so well. So I think I'll remove that needle and blow it out and and just chalk it up to possible dirt in the line. Yeah, it, it sounded like it had some crud in there because it would run fine and then it would suddenly scream his heart out and quit. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. So yeah, that's the last time I used that Fitz Fuel brand. Yay! That's <laughs> perfect. Best fuel ever. I'm gonna triple filter it next time. <laughs> Put some coffee filters and. Get all that stuff out. But anyway, again, it was a lot of fun. So I'd share that moment with us. And it's up to you if you want to talk about the review plane. Uh, well, just a little bit. We have the um, the Weddell Williams. Wendell? Weddell? Weddell Williams. Red. Gilmore Red Lion. <clears throat> this is the um, uh, 30s era trophy. Thompson Trophy Racer. I think from... it's Montel. The Montel Williams. Montel Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bada uh, this is a, a low wing 30s era racer, kind of like you know those old GB style. Uh, this one with like a big ass cowl, like this one has. Uh, so this is a one that comes from Legend Hobbies. Uh, I think it's Seagull Models manufacture, and so that's one of the reasons why I was out at Scobies for Lee to generously take some photos of it for uh, the next one of the some upcoming issue of Model Airplane News. It'll be in there. And, but it was also the first flight with this model, so it's always, you know, a, a little bit of, um, uh, you know, 
uh, anxiety, anxiety, <laughs> excitement, trim, <laughs> tweak. Yeah. Yeah. Especially what ha- after what happened to my last uh, large model that didn't yeah. end so well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got a little bit of extra nervousness. Uh, but it took off okay. It flew around fine. Uh, the landing was less than ideal. Let me just, let me paint a picture. Big plane, itty bitty tailwheel. Yeah. <laughs> itty bitty <laughs> rudder. <laughs> itty bitty tailwheel. So we had a crosswind. Uh, it wasn't very windy, but it was uh, enough to enough to be a bit of a crosswind coming from the pit area. And so I came in and I was landing and I slowed down. And actually I had, I, I don't know if you noticed, Lee, I had established a crab a little bit. Uh, on purpose it kind of did it by itself but i didn't think much about it but i said hey it's got a nice little crowd that's good uh come in and just before touch down a little bit of left rudder and touch down and it'd be nice like i normally do well i came in had a nice crab and just before the flare or so added some or right at the flare added a bit of left rudder and it didn't turn left it just kept- i a- added a bit of left rudder Added some more left rudder, <laughs> it's more rudder. a little bit more left rudder, <laughs> and then I started screaming left rudder. <laughs> I had full left rudder, and it touched down quite nicely, but it decided that the rudder was um, uh, had gone Annoying. away. Ornamental. <laughs> I, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the rudder became ornamental, and so it just basically weather vane right into the wind, and um, it did a slow speed run right into the pits and hit um part of the fence and part of uh, like a cement um pad that you stand on oh no yeah so uh it it, it tore up the wheel pants pretty good uh, fortunately it didn't hurt anything else i thought the wings were, go- were gonna get get snapped off but it hit it just right so it didn't hit the cowl didn't hit the uh, wings <laughs> i have band-aids for you yeah <laughs> the steerable tailwheel didn't help you out no, I had full up elevator, but it just it decided that at that speed it was. Just it was gonna, just ornamental. There was, yeah. <laughs> it had served no purpose. Huh. So yeah, right. so watch it on crosswinds. Uh, I mean, I know that in the article. So uh, it wasn't a torque thing with big prop little airplane. Or no, because it was at idle. Huh. So I think idle and crosswind, and it just weather vane, and it didn't have enough throw over the tail to. To fix that now it's got a really big cowl so the cowl may have been blanking the tail a little bit at low speed without the engine thrust yeah because it's it flew fine it flew just great the rudder worked in the air um and it was pretty responsive and stuff but uh but on landing yeah it, it did that and so we couldn't do any video we got our, our still pictures which was fine but uh, i was gonna do some video but at that after that happened it's like oh dang it uh so but I did, Lee, I did fix up the wheel pants enough to fly it again. I flew it this past weekend at uh, Texas City. And, okay. Paint, uh, paint, paint touch up too? No, I didn't touch up the paint. So I need okay. to touch up the paint, then I need to, then I can do the video of it. But I just wanted to test fly it again. I wanted to do some more maneuvers for the article. That first flight, I didn't do a whole lot, and I wasn't comfortable finishing the article until I flew it again, uh, do some more advanced aerobatics with it and stuff. Uh, but this time the landing, even though I still had a little bit of a crosswind, it wasn't as, as much of a crosswind, um, and it did a lot better in landing <laughs> this next time. <laughs> it was good. I didn't do you think landing up. on grass helped you any? 
uh, it'll help slow it down. Oh, that plane basically once it's down, it's down. Yeah. Um, but I think it just wasn't as much of a crosswind, and I was better prepared for it. Uh, okay. So, how's we'll the takeoff see. with it? Not bad. The takeoff is actually really nice. It's very well behaved on takeoff. Just a little touch of right rudder, and it's that's up in the air and climbing oh, okay. pretty good. So it doesn't torque very bad. So I think once the engine is running, it's enough airflow that it's effective. But I think without the the prop wash, it may have been a little less effective. And there's not a whole lot of control throws. In fact, the elevator looks like it doesn't have enough control throw, but it flies just fine. It's the way they set up in the book. Because yeah. I, I didn't trust it. I actually had set up a high rate on the switch for more throws than what the book called for, just in case it wasn't enough. But it was fine. Hmm. And you uh, I did it. Maybe like yeah. a tail rotor or something out of one of your helicopters. Maybe. <laughs> or just toss out an anchor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I will jump in and say that cowl is pretty neat. It's a it's very very long cowl. Um, yeah, it is. But it yeah. sure is pretty. I was like, <laughs> I think I may have jinxed it because I told Fitz I said this is not the kind of cowl you want to crack or scratch <laughs> yeah, because no. it's big and long and probably the most expensive part to replace on that plane. Yeah, it's a pretty prominent feature of the aircraft. Uh, but it looks great in the air, and it actually flies pretty good. I didn't really. I, I did some more aggressive stuff last weekend, stalls and snap rolls and knife edges and stuff. So it generally is pretty well behaved. Uh, so, uh, and I, I did tweak the CG just a touch. I added a, another thick washer to the engine and moved the engine forward just a touch because it was already kind of close. The prop was kind of close to the cowl, anyways. I wasn't all that happy with it. So, just shifted things forward a little bit and seemed fine. So anyways, right. look for, I will eventually have a video of it in a build video. I'm, I'm a little bit behind on my videos. I still got to spit out the P-47 thing. Uh, but I just submitted the article to Model Airplane News today. So whatever their next issue is, I guess it'll be in that maybe, the next couple issues. All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, thanks. Cracked. Wheel pants notwithstanding. Yeah, um, I rebuilt them with fiberglass and stuff on the inside. Now I need to sand the outside and repaint them, and it'll be it'll be good. Well, all right then. Good. Now, what engine is in this one? An RCGF 35cc rear exhaust. Single cylinder? Single cylinder. It was repurposed from the ill-fated Cessna Caravan. Oh, so it's the motor that's cursed. <laughs> well, it ran fine. Ran like a top. Didn't have any problems. Okay. The only thing it sucks is I got to hand prop it because oh. I, it's an old plane, no spinner, and no self start. So with the caravan, it had a spinner, so I could use the electric start. Uh, but this one, but fortunately it, it, sometimes if it's been sitting for a while, you know, I haven't flown it for a week, it, it'll take a, maybe a couple dozen flips, even with a choke on for it to kind of kick over, but then it starts all good. Well, actually it started pretty quickly at SCOBY, didn't it? Yeah. A couple of cranks with the chicken stick and yeah, it popped a few out. flips. Yeah. It took a few more flips for some reason when I went to Texas city, but when I went to SCOBY, it started pretty quickly. <clears throat> so, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But uh, good little engine, good, 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 good power, and seems to run. No, I haven't had any flame outs with it yet. So, all right, cool. 
So are there any other review subjects on your bench we haven't heard about? Well, I just mentioned the P-47. Right. Well, we have heard about that one. Oh, okay. Uh... Oh, wait. Are you talking about the E-Flight P-47? The Hangar 9. Hangar 9. Fun sorry. scale. Horizon. Yeah, Hangar 9 yeah, fun scale one. one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you talked about that one. Okay. Did okay. I talk about the Corsair I'm working on? You said you were building one for somebody else, a big one. Okay, yeah. So uh, that's it at the moment. Okay. That's enough. Well, what about Lee? Do, does Lee have anything new? I, oh, I, we had our little, you know, Cessna, Cox Cessna 150 story. What have you been doing, Terry? No, no, don't. No, 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 no. Don't, don't dodge like the that. question. Lee? Yes? <laughs> Do you have a new airplane? <laughs> Maybe. Did you fulfill all of your wildest fantasies recently? Do you mean I have? Do I have something that fills my garage, <laughs> and my wife can't park in it now? <laughs> fills your garage and oh, sorry, the I hole in your soul. Hit my microphone. That, that was once that. empty. <laughs> oh man! Well, and for wallet. those of you who are listening, who subscribe and and do not follow our Facebook page, I uh, I acquired a bucket list item. And the boys here know about it. They've uh, they've known about it for years. It's been something I've mentioned all the time. Everybody knows about it. Lee. <laughs> it I, you're you right. Never it was, shut up about it. The, the the comments and the feedback on the post have been really nice. So I appreciate everybody cheering me on. And I've also shared it with my Texas Warbird Thunder buddies. But the the piece de resistance in my hangar collection is a yellow aircraft P thirty eight. It is the same one. I don't know if I mentioned this when we went to Bomber, if it was in one of our podcasts. I may have. But this is the same one that was on display in the seating area, I guess, uh, at the event that had a huge price tag on it. And I had you know a couple of people talk to me about it. And I was like, you know, what do you think? And they said, yeah, it's still pretty high. So I, I walked away. And it came up on Marketplace. I, that's where I saw it. It's just weird that it came across. I was like, holy smokes, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, but the price had not dropped by much. And in truth be told, it's, you know, that's what they're going for. They're, they're unicorns, man. And, you know, the company's been out for many, many years. And, and in fact, that's crazy. I, I'm now following threads on RC groups and you, you just, you, <laughs> you freak out when you see this guy post a picture of one new inbox. Like someone was sitting on this. It was in storage for years. And this other guy's building one and he got to open the box and show all its glory. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're still out there. It's a barn find. Yeah. Do we so not talk I, about the two that were here? No, I'm yeah, going to talk about those. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, I, I like you. I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't throw you under the bus and run over you three or four times with it. You were almost over it. And then I brought uh, it up again. That's okay. Well, it, it is what it is. It happened. It passed. I can't get my hands on it. So... I'm interrupting this program to bring you a special announcement. If you listened to our previous live podcast, I mentioned I would have a giveaway. And here it is. For a chance to win a $50 gift card to Graves RC Hobbies, submit an email to contact at rcroundtable.com with the subject line Graves RC Giveaway, and you will be entered to win that gift certificate. Entries must be received by February 18th, 2022, and we will announce a winner in an upcoming podcast. Good luck. A lot of people probably aren't familiar 
familiar with yellow aircraft. So at least give us the, the scope of the size of this thing and what it's made out of and all that stuff. It, it's it's made of fiberglass. It's a green fiberglass shell from from the booms all the way back to the tail. So the wing tips are foam core, balsa covered foam core. I think the length, you know, it's weird. I keep seeing two numbers, but it's either 104 inches or 110 inches. And I think it's the smaller. I think it's the 104, uh, but it's big. And if you want to see how big it is, go look at our Facebook post and you can see how big it is to me. Because <laughs> uh, When it's on its nose, it's taller than me. So it's at least, you know, five feet long. What's and, the projected weight? Uh, 25, 26 pounds. Okay. Not too bad. Um, big. It's for two 30ccs, right? I think. Well, actually, the engines that were that came with it were 50s. Yeah. When did they make these things? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, all I know. 90s? Probably 80s and 90s. Yeah, I'm thinking 80s yeah. and 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, the same company made SR-71s, and I think they made F-18s, but they were all like very scale accurate. Yeah. So, so Lee, the important story is, question is, so have you important. picked out a paint scheme? I have. I have. Uh, <laughs> at least today. <laughs> today, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be Marge. It's, it's going to be Richard Bong's P-38. Oh, nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, see, Glacier Girl's a, a favorite plane of mine, but it's an early model. So yeah. the, the the scoops on this version are closer to a J and an L. I don't know exactly which one this replicates, but uh, Marge is one I'd like. I Someone had asked me, maybe it was Terry, if I was going to go with the shiny aluminum. Um, probably not. I, I'm not going for a scale you know, contest plane. I'm going for something that's going to fly real well. I want to fly the crap out of this plane. That's my, that's going to make me happy. So trying to put that much time and effort into the details is, uh, it's going to frustrate me. So I, I mean, I, I need hanger rash in it. <laughs> you know? So and, you know, I need to make it look like it's been out there in, in the battles. So, um, more just what I'll do and I'll probably just keep it a silver paint. Uh, but that's it. And, you know, I'll, I'm going to, point to Mike McCormick's plane and say, guys, if you want to see something that's just beautiful and he put so much effort into it, his plane is gorgeous. I'll put my next to his so he gets more attention. But I know that when we go fly, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to love my plane and I'm just going to make sure this gear comes down yeah. <laughs> like that. The engines, both engines run and my gear comes down because I don't, I mean, we talked about this before, but I ripped up my Robarts from my uh, Corsair Wilson and I, these have the yellow aircraft pneumatics, but I'll probably rip them out for and install electronics. All right. Probably not a bad idea. So in terms of logistics, is there a workbench in your shop that can handle that that center Ab section of the fuselage? Absolutely not. So the goal right now is, <laughs> this is, damn, this is so bad. I'm embarrassed. I have not cleaned my workshop since round top. And I've got planes scattered all over. And then I've received some planes and Fritz was one of them. I got a float plane that's in my garage now. So my plan is my, I have a three, well, two and a half car garage. My half is part of the build out for my workshop. So I used to use that for camping. But the other car is where I've kept boats and some tables and, you know, just stuff for the house. So I'm going to be cleaning up that area to put the yellow aircraft there. And let me add this footnote. As soon as I finish Ryan's B-25, which is currently in that area. And then the P-38 will fit there nicely and my wife can get her car back in. So right. I will have a place for it. Okay. Next up, trailer. 
<laughs> so now is this a someday project or this is a thing you're planning to do soon to get started soon anyway no expectations right now no not even planning to have it anywhere this year if it works out that's great but otherwise we'll just see how it goes all right i have it there you go yeah I've i am happy for you the plane <laughs> all right that was <laughs> wonderful right. i'm glad you did it <laughs> yeah congrats and, and Oh, I, I want to say this because this was uh, on the Facebook post. So now I'm talking to our listeners, our subscribers, our followers. So I posted out there, what are your bucket list aircraft? We'd, we'd like to know what those are for you guys. If you're not on Facebook, feel free to email us, contact at rcroundtable.com and give us a story. Tell us what, you know, a plane that's, you know, been out of your grasp, something that you've always wanted, maybe a, a vintage kit you know, like from your youth that you've been looking for. Uh, let us know. We'll share some of the stories. We'll, we'll go through some emails and let people know what they're looking for because this kind of leads into a, a little segue to what Fitz and I are doing next month. Are you ready, Fitz? Yes. Ready, Fitz? Ready, Fitz? Go for it. He's always ready. Go, Flash, so, go. Fitz and I, I announced this on uh, an episode of AMA Air last week, but Fitz and I, now that Fitz knows, <laughs> by the way, Fitz, uh, we're going to the Perry Swap Meet in Perry, Georgia, uh, first weekend in March. So we're going to drive straight through to Georgia, <laughs> Georgia on that Thursday and then attend Friday and Saturday. We both have never been. Uh, my f- buddy Tony Stillman from the AMA is going to be there. We have other members from the AMA coming out there to run the booth. And oh, it's going to be an AMA booth? Oh, fancy. It, there's, a, there's an AMA booth there, but Fitz, you and I are going to do possibly an article for Model Aviation. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Uh, <laughs> Come in. I've, I've, I've offered your services. <laughs> you volunteered me. Thank you. I, I volunteered you. So <laughs> I, I told Jay Smith, the editor for Model Aviation, that I'd be going and I'd love to you know bring back some photos. And even if it's just a small blurb about the event, uh, what mm. makes this one special is that COVID has just killed everything. They didn't have it last year. And every table, except I think, I don't know how many tables are, there's a lot, but I think every table but five or six, when I last checked, were sold. Wow. And, and from all the stories I've heard from my co, uh, sorry, my uh, mem- members of my club who go there all the time and have a good time, they say it's just, it's incredible, the deals to be made, the plane build, <laughs> some of the questionable builds <laughs> of planes out yeah. there, yeah. but it just seems like a great place to go. It's it's it, like any swap meet. You just go and you hear stories and you just see things you haven't seen for a while. So kind of going back and forth with the, the previous comment is like, I asked Tony Stillman, do people go out there to these swap meets, these big ones? And like, is there a wanted wall? Do people make signs or something and say, I'm looking for this engine or I'm looking for this kit, maybe leave their phone number. And then vendors can look to see, you know, if people are looking for something in particular that they can find it. And, I don't know, Terry, do you ever do any like car swap meets and stuff? I was thinking of like, a, the, there's a famous Hershey uh, car event where they have, you know, cars and, and people just out in the parking lot with tons of parts and supplies. And I just wonder how people kind of get to know what parts they're looking for. I just thought it'd be kind of neat to like have this little wanted wall where you could just put a sticky up there and say, I'm looking for this kit. And some vendor could say, oh my God, I got one of those. And, and then, you know, kind of finish the deal they have the turkey rod run in daytona and in the infield of the racetrack but yeah i don't know of any precedent for what you're talking about 
but it, Maybe it, it, it have I, like a signboard. Well, exactly. You put it might, on your shoulders while you walk around. Is it is it is it just too <laughs> silly? Is it just wrong? Because I'm thinking if you're a vendor and you've got a lot, like let's let me give you an example. Richard, love the guy, brings tons of planes to, to the swap meets, and they're stacked. And sometimes you just can't go through them all. And if you're going to a swap meet, you're not sitting going, going to one table and moving everything to try to find something. But you know, yeah. sometimes I'll tell you know. I remember one time Fitz, I was we were at. Uh, Georgetown together and I said hey I'm looking for this it may have been a battery or something but you know I sent you off with a, a go find <laughs> item and you know and I, I gave you a task I didn't mean to but I did and I was thinking gosh with all these planes and kits coming and people trying to you know build some of these nostalgia aircraft how fun it would be if you're a vendor just to quickly go look and just see if people are looking for something that you have and you can you know Make the connection. So anyway, I maybe I'm being silly. Maybe it's just dumb. But uh, I told Tony that, and he's like, I don't know, but I'll ask, and maybe I'll start something. <laughs> the only thing that pops in my head from that, possibly negative, is that you lose any negotiation leverage you may have if they know you want it that bad that you're. Let, let me tell you something. I lost all my negotiation <laughs> <laughs> on that yellow aircraft. Yeah. Okay, my cards were showing. I mean, there was no. But you know, it was something I really wanted. And and let me re, let me rephrase this again. It's bucket list items. It's not something that you just need to add to your collection. I'm talking about something that's rare or special to you, and you say, "Oh, I'd love to get my hands on that." And uh, anyway, just with you, I I I see these photos at Perry, and it just looks daunting. Like, guys, remember when we went to uh, Jersey for the expo and there were all those tables against the wall for for sale items? I mean, if you sat there and, I mean, gosh, it would take you forever to just go through every possible kit. And then I think we did find, in fact, one Phase 3 P-38 on the bottom, you know, under the tables. I didn't end oh, up right. getting that one. But I just, you know, I did find something that I would have liked. But, okay, I'm rambling on this way too long. But, hey, Perry Swap Me coming up. Fitz and I are hey, going. I got a question for you. Are you guys going to have any spare time there? To? When you're in, well, if you do, the Warner Robins Air Base is not far away, and they have a great museum there. Lots of cool stuff. Hmm. I went there a few years ago. Oh, Air really Museum? What's that? Air Museum? Yeah. Let's see, Warner Robins, was it Air Force Base? But uh, I'm not sure if it's still an active base, but there is a museum there right off of 75, Interstate 75, um, not far away from Perry. So if you have some spare time, that would be worth a few hours. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like Friday we're going to be there from morning till you know closing, which what I, I don't know what the time is. Let me see if I can pull yeah. it up here real quick. By Maybe the way. Sunday. Uh, just just for those, I apologize, I need to be more uh, informative here. To check out the uh, Georgia Aircraft Modelers Association swap meet, go to gamarc.com, and you can pull up their site. It's got a really nice website with all the details and informations and maps of the facility. Uh, again, I'm looking at these pictures. It's just wow, 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 wow. Um, but the time is, oh, yeah, see, it's till 7 p.m. on Friday. Well, maybe Sunday and, before you hit the road home. Uh, Sunday is a striving straight home. It's 13 hours. Oh, Sunday, we're going to be at the before the crack of dawn. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> probably the best. question. Well, maybe we could squeeze it in Friday. Maybe. Are you planning? Uh, I have to play it by ear. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I, I forgot to say, I mentioned this to Tony. I said, you know what? If I can't find this wanted wall, I'll get one of those billboards you tie to yourself and I'll just walk around and say, do you got <laughs> the sandwich board? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll just walk around. That's what I said a few minutes ago. Maybe I didn't call it the right oh, thing. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant a board like on the wall. I'm talking about something you strap on yourself. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so the swap meet's coming up. We're going to that. Uh, Joe Nall, uh, Fitz and I are, are toying with that idea. Joe Nall is uh, coming up in 92 days. I'm looking at their website. Wait, wait. Say Ooh, that, that again? Soon? Yeah, Joe Nall week, May 6th through 14th. It says the horn May? sounds in 92 days. I thought it was June or something. Did There's you say a fall. you're planning to go? Yeah, we're, we're talking about going. And I've been given the, the uh, nod from my boss to possibly do this for another article huh. for Model Aviation. So I'd like to bring Fitz along and experience the Joe Nall week, the fun fellowship and hospitality. Okay. Well, I did not know about that one. Well, where you go. That's why we're, that's why you come to the show. You it learn is. things. Congratulations. I think, I hope it works out for you. I do too. That's another bucket list. Talking I'm about tra- a week long thing. You know what? It's just, uh, I, Whispered into Fitz's ear, he said, mm, Joe Nall. <laughs> that's that's as far as we got. <laughs> so, you have my uh, interest. Yeah, so it, I think it'd be great. And you know what? It, uh, no, you know what? It's, yeah, it's still school time, so the kids can't go. But uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to look into that, see if we can make that. Um, I will say, I could have mentioned this before, but Camp AMA has been scheduled and that is for, scroll down, June 12th through the 18th. And my boys are begging me to go. So right. might be doing another trek up there. And the talk now is maybe just playing with the idea of renting an RV so that we can stay at campsites on the way up there and then put the RV at site three. <laughs> oh, so the, the boys are like, oh, my God, can we camp at the field? I was like, I think we can. <laughs> and there's a restroom right down just of the way. So it was like, oh, my God, the boys are like, that's be awesome. We'd be the first ones up and we could fly right away. I was like, wow. well, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, that would be the last time Austin could go because he's he's mm. still 17. So that's coming up. And then Air Venture. Um, is that in the same trip? No, no, no. Air Venture. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Air Venture is in July. It's the end of July. Okay. And not sure Ryan's going. Uh, I think he's got another event, but uh, I'm definitely planning to go back to AirVenture. Uh, that's that's likely so because I've been working with AMA staff on doing stuff with the EAA, specifically the flying site. So I, I had a I had a blast working with the AMA and the UAS for STEM and all that. So I think it's a great partnership. So. Hopefully to, to do that again. And so I'm sharing with this with our listeners. So if you are at any of these events, you'd like to meet with me and Fitz. Hopefully, maybe you can drag Fitz with us. I can put him on top of the RV. Strap him down. Um, Wait, what are you inviting me, there. inviting me to somewhere else now? Air, Air Venture. Yeah, yeah. I have to think about that one. It would be nice to oh. go. I've been. It's been some years since I've been there. Keep thinking, man. Let's make it so. Lee, do you hear the things you're saying? You're talking about in one year, not even one year, but the first half of one year going to Perry, Jonal, Camp AMA, and Oshkosh. Doesn't it sound glorious? That, yeah. Did you want a sweepstake or something? And I don't mean the money part, just like the dream vacation thing. 
No, I, I, maybe, maybe it's a sign that I'm trying to get all my bucket list, I, uh, bucket list items out before I actually kick the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, you it's have a something sign. to tell us. Is God, God's gonna smite me in in uh, August. <laughs> is this your make a wish? Have that much vacation time. <laughs> well, I mean, three of those are, are work. Yeah. For you. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sorry, Fitz. <laughs> then you just have to pick which ones you can take a vacation for. I'm going to remind yeah. you of that if you ever complain about your job. <laughs> have I? How's that saying go? Do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life or some other BS. But yeah, it sounds <laughs> I like, like, I like for some BS. people it's true. I like that BS. <laughs> it's, I think because of this show that we do, because of the, the hobby, the how much fun we have with it and being involved with the AMA, there is so much out there that I think if our listeners are, are tuning in and they've ne- never been to Joe Nall, or in fact, they have been to Joe Nall, they're probably going, oh my God, you've got to go. It's it's incredible. And there might be other events like you. You always talk about NEAT. I mean, yeah. Terry, you're the one who has put NEAT in my head. Why can't I go to NEAT this year? I mean, let's just do it, man. Let's make let's, well, let's You know, those people that go like to they jog through every state. I mean, come on. I seem to recall trying to get you to go last year. You, make you it were so. not so receptive. Uh, I don't think I was receptive, but I remember I was hoping to get Fitz to go along with it, but it just it just didn't work out. So, but Neat yeah. would be one of those bucket lists. Seth would be a bucket list. Yeah. You know, I I don't think I've done anything on the West Coast. Hmm. So, right. I, what, what? Hey, uh, Fitz, you made a post. Is it the Arizona E Fest Electric Fest that's this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Have Have either of you been there, or have you all seen videos from it? I've never been. Actually, I've seen videos, and it's everybody who's been there says it's a great, wonderful, fantastic event to go to. Has Chris been there? Chris Wolf, the RC geek. I think he did. Hmm. I, don't know. I know. I think I talked to him about it. I think I'm trying to remember, but I don't remember. I, but. Okay, so now here's more homework for our listeners: email us contact at rcroundtable.com, bucket list planes, and bucket list events, and then also we're going to start a GoFundMe. For no. all the parts he needs for his P38. No. No. No? Oh, darn it. This is your dream. <laughs> that was a pretty penny. By the way, folks, that's the most expensive airplane in my hangar. I'm putting that <laughs> right there. The, uh, <laughs> the top flight Corsair has nothing on this yellow aircraft fiberglass frame. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Well, it doesn't compare to anything else in your hangar. So. No. That'll be cool, man. I'm excited for you. All right. It sounds like you got a busy year ahead of you. A fun busy, uh, but busy. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. What's on your bucket list, Harry? Another Kyosho model? Um, right now, nothing. I'm content. <laughs> You're exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying I don't check the classifieds every now and then just in case, but no, I'm good. There was a thing I heard. Oh, was it Tony's? thing tony accurso like had or flew or something like a gentle lady that was actually built by carl goldberg i might be making this whole thing up and that'd be pretty cool something like that because i know i don't covet many airplanes i tend to covet memories more than anything so the, if an airplane has some sort of significance like that it, it's more attractive for me so i don't know or you know what i'd love a really nice Box of old crap. 
that I could just sift through and <laughs> find gonna, some gems. I'm going to go put a sign out at Perry looking for a box of old crap. Call Lee. <laughs> yeah. The phone would never stop ringing. 50 calls. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be the most popular guy there. <laughs> I've got your box of crap here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I'm easy to please. Well, maybe and we'll cheap. back up here. Back up here from our YouTube show. You had that uh, twin engine, the twin brushless belt driven thing. It's not brushless. It was I said far brushed. from brushless. Did I say brushless? I thought I meant to say brushed. Excuse Two me. Two speed seven hundreds turbos. So what is that going in? I don't know yet. I figure at some point I'll find like a quarter scale cub or a champ or something. And I think during the show I called it an H one thousand. Come to find out, it's an H twelve hundred or something like that. So it's good up to twelve hundred watts, and. I reached out to Tom Hunt and told him about it. Just I thought he'd be interested to know that those things are still floating around. And I mentioned that the belt that was on it was getting a little bit stiff. And lo and behold, he still had some replacement belts. So I've got belts for that on the way. Awesome. So, yeah, I definitely intend to do something with it someday. Maybe with those Speed 700 motors. Maybe not. I don't know. But two brushed motors. And yeah, we'll do something cool with it. Yeah, we'll be same thing with that Astro motors. Forty. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, we'll be interested to see what those two brush motors are capable of. Yeah, I tried looking up some specs. There's not a whole lot out there. It seems that most people were using them in boats. <laughs> so really? most of the applications you know, pertain to that. But yeah, I figure they're good for 30 amps, and I don't know how many volts. But you know, if I blow them up, whatever. I'm not worried about it. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that same gearbox could also fit the DeWalt motors. So maybe I could do something with that. Not that I have any. But anyway, I don't know. That's uh, unlike Lee's P38. That's not something that's going to happen real soon. So that's on my maybe pile. If I run across a nice quarter scale something at a swap meet, then it'll happen sooner. Can I, can I get another one of those and I'll put those in the yellow aircraft? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. 20 watts per pound. Woohoo. <laughs> P38 with four motors. Yeah. Okay, so coming up in May, May 20th through the 22nd, is the River City Radio Control Club's Spring Float Fly. And Fitz, you have been out there before, right? Now, I don't know if you were doing the float fly. I think if I remember correctly, there was a plane that went into the lake, right? Yeah, it was a, <laughs> um, an unplanned float fly for that plane, uh, <laughs> well, which I heard I they recovered the engine out of, actually. Yeah, but I don't know if it floated very long. Yeah, it didn't float very long. It was a really big plane, too. Anchor fly. Yes, but I have been out to that field for another event. They had a nice, neat event that was only planes that you've built from kits, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, and, uh, yeah, and one of the things I remarked when I got there is like, man, this is a really nice lake right next to the field. He goes, oh yeah, we have float flies. Like, ah, (laughs) it looks like a great place for a float fly. A lot of space and uh, a lot of open area. So, uh, I would recommend it if you're in the area. So that was sent to us by our buddy, George Wilson, who's a a favorite listener. So thank you, George, for sharing that. And uh, I uh, saw George at the swap meet too. At Gamma. Oh, did you? Yes, I mean, yep. He was there. Oh, that guy gets around. Yeah. He, he was at the Pearl Harbor event too, I believe. He gets around. So 
He's he's good hobby people. Indeed. All right. I'm going to wrap this one up, put a bow on it, Fitz. Well, okay. Well, on that note, I think we wasted enough of your time this time around. We've gone a little bit longer than we thought we would. But, hey, that's how we roll. So uh, stay tuned for uh, some neat stuff we'll be talking about in the future episodes. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Any last words before we go, guys? Don't fly like my brother. Hippopotamus. (laughs) All right. And so on the hippos... Uh, We will see you next time, and take care. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions, or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.